Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the one-on-one monthly podcast with your host, Dr. Christina West. I'm so excited to be bringing to you my guest speaker, Marlene Phillips. She is a certified trauma coach, and today's episode will be on trauma and forgiveness. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And before she gets started, she is a native of Trinidad and Tobago. So we are both island girls right here. Yes. <laughs> We're both from the beautiful island of Trinidad yes. and Tobago. Yes. Amen. 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 <laughs> Sweet TNT. Yes. <laughs> so tell so, us about yourself. So I'm Marlene Phillip. And like Dr. West said, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. I move to the U.S. eight years ago. Mm, nice. I stepped into the unknown and I came here. Um, I have been a life coach for the last 10 years. And in the last four years, God had called me to shift a little. I still do life coaching, but he has called me to go into trauma coaching. Mm. And uh, I realized that the challenges that I have been through in my past, the traumatic experiences that I've uh, endured, was the catalyst that propelled me, as I say now, into my destiny. So I'm a trauma coach. I am currently a doctoral candidate at the Liberty University. I am specializing in traumatology, basically as a trauma therapist. That's what I'm doing. Awesome, awesome. So that's, I have been saved for 18 years, saved for real. 18 years now, and I believe that God had called me into the marketplace for ministry. So, especially to minister to women who have been um, traumatized and they have experienced traumatic, um, they have been experienced a lot of traumatic uh, events to help, you know, heal those wounds that are keeping them stuck from really stepping out and grabbing hold of their destiny. Amen. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, So tell us a little bit about what is trauma and how does trauma affect our, how does trauma lead to us having wounds in our spirit, in our soul? What is trauma? Great. Uh, So trauma is not an event. Trauma is how our bodies respond to a traumatic event. That's why trauma affects each person differently. Because some, some persons may experience trauma or like, let's say, for instance, an accident, right? Someone may experience an accident and they may not be traumatized by that, but someone else may be traumatized by that. Like, for example, myself, when I had been in a car accident, I couldn't drive again for like over 10 years because every time I, I got on the highway, because that's what happened, I would kind of cringe and hold on to the steering wheel. So trauma is how our body responds to the event. And trauma affects uh, three different parts of the brain, which is, I'll try, I'll, I'll try and explain it as, as clear as I can. The amygdala, which is responsible for our uh, emotions, it's the fierce and the part of the brain. So when trauma, when we are affected by trauma, that part of the brain becomes overreactive. So someone may have be like irrational in their thinking, like f- extreme fears, 
and things like that. Like, like the, our emotions is magnified. When the second part of the brain is the hippocampus, and that part of the brain is responsible for memory and learning. When we are affected by trauma, that decreases the function of the hippocampus, and someone may have problems remembering things or even learning. And this also happened to me, like processing information became difficult. So you hear someone say, I have to read this like 10 times before I get it, mm -hmm. right? And that's what happens. The, the final part of the brain is the prefrontal cortex, which is the which is responsible for high levels of thinking and how we rationalize things, how we, it's more like logic, you know, logic thinking. So that part of the brain also decreases in function. So trauma affects that. So basically the amygdala that is supposed to be in the driver's seat and the prefrontal cortex in the front seat, they switch, they, they switch positions. So the, the someone who experienced trauma now, they become, they can't really think through things and they become very irrational mm. in their thinking and in their behavior. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Knowing the different parts of the brain that's affected by trauma, yeah. even something as a car accident can definitely cause trauma in yes. people's lives. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's talk about... Um, unhealed trauma, what does that do in, in a sense of healing our wounds and hindering us from right. moving forward? Right, good. So when we do not process the trauma, it, so we have what we call trauma responses. And I want to really make this clear because a lot of times people do not talk about their trauma because they are it's, it's like a stigma. But our body is created to survive. Amen. And we have this part of the brain that is the primitive part of the brain that is responsible for survival. So if you're walking in the street and there's a speeding car, your logical part of the brain, which is your human brain, that's what they call it, does not have time to think, oh, should I cross the road? Should I stand here? So your survival, the survival instinct that God has created us with will immediately tell you to jump out of the the, the road, which is a, pre, uh, a perceived threat, a speeding car, right? So when we experience trauma, it causes us to go into uh, flight or fight mode, mm -hmm. which is our survival instinct, that survival mode. So it's okay at that time, but however, when it's not healed, mm. we stay stuck in survival mode. Mm. And that's the problem. There's now our responses is all about we feel threatened by how someone responds to us, how they behave. So every time we respond, we respond from a place of survival. Mm. And those are the wounds that are left in our lives when we, are not, when, when we don't heal. And those wounds can really keep us stuck. Yeah. from moving forward in ministry. Yeah, yeah, that's key, that's key. When we had had our initial conversation, you had talked about the imposter syndrome. What is that? Imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah, what that, is that? That's a big one. Yes. And a lot of women, um, unfortunately, deals with imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome simply means feeling like a fraud. Mm. So God called you but you think you're not qualified. Right. 
even in you even though you've been in ministry for years you still have these insecurities you still mm. feel like oh i don't think i'm qualified i'm good enough and imposter syndrome is rooted in if you grow up in a home where you are only validated when you do good that can lead to imposter syndrome because uh-huh. you become a perfectionist wow you know you become this person where you know what i have to work so hard because i want to be validated you know and being validated as a child is an emotional need and when that emotional need is not met this creates imposter syndrome in our adulthood so we feel we have to overwork be overachievers mm-hmm. we feel that we have to be perfect mm. you know so even though god has called us we still operate from that place of imposter syndrome because we still struggle with those insecurities oh wow that's good yeah. that's very good and i feel a lot of times like you mentioned as women we always have this need to achieve and to you know not that there's anything wrong with it but i feel sometimes we can be so much overachievers we're so climbing the ladder climbing yes. the ladder that we miss the what's going on on the inside of us you yes. know being able to heal from those traumas so how then does someone recognize that they have an imposter syndrome so and i, I want to pick back on what you said there mm-hmm. for a minute overachievers we always have to ask ourselves what is the motivation behind why i do what i'm doing that's good right that's good. because sometimes we do things we want to you know go to school is great it's wonderful but why mm. am i doing it to feel good about myself for people to see me and look at me oh so i wouldn't feel the insecurities so we always have to ask why the motivation the motive behind why we do what we do have to represent christ Ah, right so for someone to to recognize that they have imposter syndrome they should like i said check the motive right and most imposters um people who i don't want to say suffer but people who deal with imposter syndrome they have a a type personality so they are very competitive mm. very competitive even though they may not think they are but if you sit and you really ask yourself these questions as to why am i doing what i'm doing did god send me there like do i want to do it because i want to do it or do i want to do it because i feel insecure in myself i don't feel qualified and the mm. sad thing is that no matter what what it is that they have accomplished they will still feel that way because it's a wound that needs to be healed. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um also, and I feel a lot of times, you know, the Bible says he heal our wounds. The Bible says that. And sometimes these wounds are left open for years. Yes. <laughs> years and yes. years. And when they're not healed, what then happens to our soul and our spirit as women in ministry? Right. So you ever heard a saying? I heard this saying. I'm not sure if you all ever heard it. It says we we bleed on people that didn't cut us. Ah. And that is so true because sometimes again these wounds are there to protect us they really are like this person developed this these responses to protect us to protect themselves yes because our body is made to survive again however when we do not heal from those wounds we go into ministry we go into relationships 
we take ourselves wherever the job and all these different places and we develop trauma wounds or trauma responses but whether it's flight or fight whether it's freeze or whether it's fawn so someone who have a fight response will be very confrontational mm. someone who have a flight response will be an avoidance they want to avoid the situation at all costs, right? Again, it's a survival uh, mechanism. Someone who have a freeze response will shut down. Mm. And someone who have a fawn response, they will be like a people pleaser, mm. right? So, and again, all of these things are just ways to survive. You know, we want to survive. So these are things that we, res our response is our behavior. And that's what it is. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> that's deep. Oh boy. Do you recognize yourself? <laughs> Ooh, yes. Come on now. It come and you know what? And with you know what we're doing here? We're exposing the enemy. <laughs> oh yes. We're exposing what the enemy how he tricks us yes. as women in ministry. Yes. And you know, we talked about the way the enemy operates in our lives in different ways. Right. And one of the ways is that he, he allows us to keep what we have gone through a secret. Yes. Secrets, you know, yes. um, and he operates through secrets. So let's talk about that a little bit. There are a few things. things so yes. let's talk about the secrets. Yes. And yeah, he loved the dark place. He loved to keep us there because the Bible talks about confessing your sins or your flaws, one to another, so that yes. you can be healed. healed. But he doesn't want that. And this is why I want to educate other women, other people, to let them know that your trauma responses is not your fault. Mm. The responses is not your fault. And they're okay. For instance, if you have a car and the check engine light comes on, it's because of that check engine light, it tells you something is wrong. Well, the car needs to be checked. So the, the, the check engine light is like a trauma response in our behavior. So we never really like talk about down somebody because of their behavior. This is why we have to have so much compassion for people because they're behaving a particular way and we may not understand why, right? But getting to the root cause of that behavior will tell us that person had a traumatic experience. So the enemy loves to use things like that to make people feel bad and to be discouraged and, to, and the, the stigma behind trauma. And that will keep people shut down because they don't want anyone to look at them, you know, in a particular way that, you know, to, to kind of label them. So that's what he does to keep us in secret by not exposing him. And when God has called me to share my testimony and what I've been through, because I've been through what we call complex trauma, mm. that is being exposed to traumatic experiences over and over and over again. Right? And that was, that's a, God, I thank God for deliverance. Yes. And, yes. When, the, and when God has called me to share my story, even though when I got saved, I thought I was healed. Mm, but was when I started to write my book, my first book, yes. the, all the emotions and the tears. And that was when I really started going through my process of healing. Mm. was through the writing of that book that God has called me to write. Wow. And when I say now I stand and I share my story, 
I don't feel pain. I don't cry. And I said, the enemy, you have nothing on me now. Mm. Amen. Yes. No more secrets. Yes. No more secrets. No more secrets. No more secrets. Come on, let's put that in the chat. No more secrets. That's what the enemy uses to keep us in that holding state that we hold on to these secrets that we have gone through, whether it's molestation, rape, abortion, whatever it may be. That's what the enemy uses to keep us back, to hinder us. So we don't walk in freedom because we're being hindered by the secrets. And he makes you feel as though... You know, um, if you expose, yes, yes shame. shame he God, makes yes. you feel if you expose these secrets that your life is over. Yes, you yes. know, and these are the secrets that can drive a woman into suicide. Oh, a yes. teenager, yes. a young woman, you know. Yes. So we have, we are exposing the devil on That's tonight. Right. Come on. And, and Dr. West, and, that was, and I was that woman who was drived into committing suicide. Come I've on. been there, yes. right? And it's because the secret, and the secret was I was raped and mm. pregnant at 14. And someone came to me and said, you know what? You can't say anything. Mm. You can't tell your father because you know how he responds, right? Because he was very, you know, aggressive and things like that. So she wanted me to, to, she wanted me to go have an abortion, but I thank God I didn't. Yes. But because of that secrecy, that time where I had to deal with that isolate and being isolated, I contemplated suicide. Mm. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna kill myself, kill the baby, and that's it. You know. Yes. yes. And that's what the enemy does. My God. He plants all these lies. Yes. He tries to, to, to isolate you, to yes. shut your mouth, yes. and don't say anything. Yes. But the devil is a liar. A liar. And I will speak the truth. Yes. And he will open your mouth because when you. Speak Speak. He yes. said that you are oh, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. So you have to open your mouth. You have to speak and let someone know what you are experiencing. Yes. In the name Come of on. Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yes. That's right. In the name of yes. Jesus. Glory be to God. And you said something, too, that the enemy comes in with negativity. Yes. And, ne and that's another way that the enemy comes into our yes. lives through negativity. Yes. And I heard someone say that in order to dispel a negative thought, you have to have seven positive thoughts yes. to dispel that negative thought. Yes. So talk about the negativity when it comes yes. to wounds and traumas. Yes, so trauma, one of the things that trauma does is it distorts our thinking. So when we experience a, tra like a traumatic event, let's say rape, molestation, we self-blame. The first thing we do is mm, we blame ourselves. Yes. And we say, you know, what is my fault? Maybe if I have done this better or dressed better or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, we blame ourselves. And then we have shame and guilt and all of that with it. But then the trauma itself, it distorts the way we think. Right, so we started to think, say things like, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm, I'm, this is why this happened to me, and all these different things. And this was, this was me at one point when I met uh, a woman when I was about 22, 23 years old. So I was a high school dropout hmm. from, the t from the age of 13 to like 18 years after that, like maybe like 31 or whatever. Right. But during that time, so I'm sitting here as a testimony, doing my PhD as a testimony. Come on, yes, right? yes. Because a high school dropout. Right. And someone 
all my life I heard you're not good enough, you're stupid, you will never amount to anything. Come on. And I met a woman at a restaurant where I was working. And that woman used to just, I was just sick of her. <laughs> nagging me, you know? Yes. You have so much potential, so much potential. Uh, but like you say, you hear the negativity for so long, it become, you become one with it. So anytime you hear anything positive, you can't accept that because, you, you know, the negativity had taken, taken root in my life. Mm. So anything positive... So Come seven on. times? Yes. I don't know how many times I, I had to <laughs> No, Some this, of this, us may need a little bit more, you know? <laughs> they say seven times for one lies, yeah, but my goodness. Yes. That took years and years and years. When she said, go back, go back, no matter what, the confirmation was there, God confirmed. I am, you know, because I'm like, go back to school. I don't think I have that in me. Yes. You know? I don't think I can do that. And here I am. Amen. You yes. Know? Yes. Here I yes. am. Yes. Yes. So, so go ahead. I'm sorry. No, right. So that's all I'm going to say. Like the negativity trauma causes that, you know, and we have to learn self-compassion, self-love, you know, to talk to ourselves because ourself is listening. Talk to yourself from a place of grace, uh, a place of compassion. Yes, see yourself. Yes. Try to see yourself the way God sees you. Right. Right. No matter what we have been through, he never speaks bad about us. Yes. Right? He never thinks bad about us. So we have to now develop that same mindset. Like he said, have the mind of Christ. Yes. Amen. So you're saying that in order to dispel the negativity, like we have to do, speak the word, number one. Speak the word of our lives and um, do positive like affirmations like... Yes. Saying things like yes, positive. But my positive affirmation is from the Word of God. <laughs> I am above and not beneath. Yes. I am first and not last. And I don't just say it anymore. Like just saying it out of my mouth, like lip service. I really believe that I am above and not beneath. Amen. I believe that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In his image and likeness, I believe that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe that. So when you understand that greatness lives in you, when you understand that greater is he who lives in you, the enemy has no room to come and tell you lies and to make you think negative about yourself. Right? He's going to try. Trust me, he's going to try. But use the word to shut him down immediately and do not think on that thought to sow that seed. Yes. Come on now. Yes. And sometimes you have to say, get thee behind me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to bind that thought up even before it takes root right. into Before. your spirit, into That's your right. mind. Yeah. Another way that the enemy comes through us, through our open wounds, is through fear. Let's talk yes. about fear. Yes, fear. Fear is a big one. Fear of rejection. Come on now. Fear of whatever the fear is that, that we have. Fear yes. of, yes. Some people fear success. Yes. And that was me at one point. Yes. You know, I feared success. I was like, why? Well, it moved from fear of failure to fear of success. Right? And remember, I would talk about the amygdala, which is our fear center and the emotion center that controls the fear. So trauma disrupts that part of the brain and keeps us in survival mode where we're on high alert. So think about somebody who is 
um, a soldier, right, a police officer, mm -hmm. they are always on high alert yes, because yes. it's always waiting for something to happen. And that's what the enemy does. He, he, he's, he, but he uses trauma. Trauma is a, is a door yes. that he uses yes. to instill fear in us. That's why I think it was like someone said there's over 365 fear not words, fear not in the Bible. I said, well, God know what he is doing because one for every day, you know, <laughs> right? Fear, fear not. not and for that's, thou art with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. And fear is, is, fear can paralyze you. You know, to a point where you just you just so stuck that you can't move forward, and the enemy will will use fear. You know, and it can be fear of anything, anything. Like he can turn that. And I know people who have phobias for spiders and different things. Like that is not normal. You know, so he will use all of these things to keep us in that place of bondage. Yes. Amen. So let's write some fear nots in the chat. I put fear not, thou art with me. Come on, let's write some fear nots and put them in the chat on tonight. Amen. Let's keep the chat going. And remember, I said, invite someone, tag someone in to watch this broadcast on this evening. Another way the enemy comes in through open wounds and through trauma is identity crisis. Let's talk yes. about yes. identity yes. crisis. Yes, yeah, so that's a... That is a huge one because a lot of people identify with their trauma. Mm. And that is why they keep, keep it a secret. That is why they have all these insecurities and all these different things because they become one with their trauma. Mm. If, I never should have had a $100 bill. If you have, if I have this $100 bill and I mash it, I scrump it up and everything, and then I asked one of you, if you want it, would you, would you take it? It never loses value, right? And that's the same thing with us. No matter what we've been through in life, mm, that's good. we've never lost our value. Yes. Right? Yes, we remain the same and valuable yes. in the eyes of God. Yes. So we have to understand that our image and likeness is in God. And no matter what trauma we have been through, we never lose that identity. Our identity is in Christ. Yes. But, but trauma can come and cause identity crisis where we don't know who we are. Right. We have right. lost. You know, we, we, we no longer can see ourselves through the way God sees us. Right, right. So we have identity crisis. And that's what trauma does. And what can identity crisis lead us to do? Or it can lead us to not walk in our purpose. That's the, mm. that's the main thing because when someone don't know who they are, they don't know why they're here. Wow, If this good. fan, the fan or whatever, don't know I'm a fan, mm. it wouldn't know how to operate and function as a fan. Right. And when we do not understand who we are, which is our true identity, not the color of your skin, not the place you were born, not the, the degrees, the jobs, none of that. That's not who we are, right? We are children of the most high God, Amen. right? We are, that's who we represent. That's our father. He created us. So when we don't understand that identity, we lose along the way. We don't walk in our purpose. So we will be all over the place, mm. moving from thing to thing. 
then what happens now when we don't know our purpose? We don't know our destiny. We don't know where we're going. Wow. Come on. And that's how, that's how dangerous identity crisis is. Because we, we are living somebody else's life. We're pretending to be something else, someone else who we are not. And that's what trauma does. Because we have to put the mask on, right? Yes. The mask of competent, to look competent. We have to yes. put all these masks on to pretend that this is who I am. But no, that's not who you are. All right? right. Get, to the core, get back to who you are at the beginning and ask God if you don't know. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, all right, yeah. beautiful. Another way that the enemy operates through wounds in women, open wounds through trauma, is through unforgiveness. Yeah. Let's talk about unforgiveness. Yes, yes. So, and, you know, trauma really opens that door to unforgiveness because even though we... Unforgiveness to the person who hurt us. Yes. But unforgiveness from ourselves. Like we do not know how to forgive ourselves. There are a lot of people who are still holding on to unforgiveness, but self, true self. They don't know how to forgive themselves. They keep blaming themselves, self-blame, right? So that's one way. And then not forgiving the person who hurt you. Listen, forgiveness is not easy. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we should forgive and forget. It's not easy. That, the, that forgiveness, to truly forgive someone who have hurt us, because wo those wounds are deep. And when we are affected by trauma, our emotional side, our physical side, and our mental side is affected. That's how deep that wound goes. And our spiritual side also, part of us, right? So God, we need divine intervention. Only God can truly help us and give us that grace to forgive, right? To forgive someone. But when we hold on to unforgiveness, it causes bitterness and resentment. Mm -hmm. And do you know what resentment and bitterness causes? When, that, when we keep holding on to that forgiveness, I heard someone said, it's like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. Mm. And the reason why it's like drinking poison is because it releases, we are always stressed. Mm. Bitterness and resentment causes us to release a lot of stress, a cortisol, Come which is a now. stress Come hormone. On. And yes. stress hormone, when we are highly stressed like that, it mm. causes disease in the body, mm. illnesses in the body, right? Cancer, you hear? Cancer also because of unforgiveness, digestive issues, mm. chronic problems, Come illnesses. That on. is how dangerous Come on. unforgiveness is because we are holding on Jesus. to all this heavy weight, this yes. baggages, yes. this pain. But we have to release it and let it go. Come on. And, right? and that is why it is drinking poison for you. You drinking the poison, not the other person. They're right. living their life. Yes. But that's going to keep us stuck. Come on. Right? So we have to let it go. Is it going to be easy? No. That's why he said, the word of God said, he is with you always. Yes. So we're not doing it alone. Come on. Right? We are doing it because he is with us. Yes. And that was the next question. That was the next question. What does trauma and wounds do to our physical body? And, you, you know, you answered it. And tonight, you know, I feel like you said a release. 
There needs to be a release, a release on tonight because this is what's hindering us from yes. moving forward in God. Yes. And I love what you said that we're drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. Come yep. on. <laughs> and you know we do yes. that. We say, kill them. <laughs> God, get get back yeah. at them. Deal with them, you know. And, and, and you said that they are going on with their lives and you are still stuck. You're still stuck in the past, still stuck in the place that God wants us to be free. The Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. So we cannot be stuck. So tonight is about um, healing the wounds that hinder. Come on, people of God. We need to heal the wounds that hinder us from moving forward. God is not a stagnant God. He's an ever-moving God. He's a progressive God. You know, so if God is progressive, why are we still staying stuck? So tonight is about being free, huh? free in the spirit, free in your mind, free in your soul. Come on, free in your heart. Come on, we have to release on tonight. Type, put in the chat, I am releasing. We have to release. We cannot hold on to these things because it can affect us. Those of you. Don't forget to subscribe to the one-on-one podcast with your host, Dr. Christina West. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes.